Hello, and thank you for stopping by on the Sex Talk Love Talk podcast. I'm your host, Ava, and this is the 11th episode of the show. It also will be the last episode of our first season, which is wild. We've talked about a lot these last 10 weeks, and we got a lot of diverse perspectives on sex and love. We spoke with Lilith about her experience being a professional dominatrix. We talked about internet porn as a symbol and marker of our pop culture. We spoke with Javier about standing up to sexual assault. We talked about dating older women and how to navigate manipulative relationships. We covered the topic of birth control and the steps needed to access affordable and conveniently accessible birth control pills. Kelsey Delane opened up about being raised in a religious cult and its influence on her experiences with sex and self-pleasure and motherhood. On the eighth episode, we covered the various aspects of children being sexualized in media. And in last week's episode, we covered the depth of reproductive justice and how the racial injustices that are ingrained in our social systems, our economic systems, our political systems, and more, to this day, negatively impact our road to true reproductive freedom. Whoa, (laughs) that's a lot. We were really able to see that there is so much to a single human being. All these different things that we've covered from children in media to birth control access to religious trauma, all of those things, everything we've talked about and more, it shapes us. It shapes all of us. It shows the complexity of what it means to be a person navigating sex and love and relationships. It shows the complexities of what it is to be a human. We aren't able to see someone and what they do and truly know their story. And I'm so grateful to the guests and so grateful for the listeners of this podcast who have been listening in, messaging me their thoughts and keeping in touch on Instagram. I always love it when I put polls and questions on my story and y'all let me know your thoughts. It's a super fun part of all of this and one of my favorite parts of doing sex and love education. It's when I hear from you all and your experiences and your thoughts. And this is just all so awesome and I'm looking forward to season two. My motivation to end the season here is that I feel my time, my thoughts, and my activism that I put into this podcast at this time can and will be better utilized in other settings. What's so amazing right now is this blow up of energy in the form of outreach and advocacy work that has been happening for the last three weeks. Our eyes are opening up to what's happening in the world Or we already knew what was happening and we're finally opening our mouths and working our bodies and our voices as a collective to fight for creating safe and healthy environments, no matter our race, no matter our gender, no matter our identity. Our power is now coming in numbers 
and it propels us forward towards systemic and long-lasting change, which is exciting and also difficult. This is not something to do alone. And I'm glad there are Black leaders in my community, in my city, and on my social media spaces who are leading the way and leading the narrative of what it means for Black people to be free, what it means for trans people to be free, for poor people to be free, for disabled people to be free. This fight, which is led by Black activists, Black academics, Black artists, the fight that they are leading is fighting for everyone. And I admire their strength and resilience and power and leadership as they lead the way for me and all of us to take on this huge entity, which is our history, our present, and our future. But we can do it. In these last three weeks, we were slapped in the face with the truth behind systemic racism and the deadly and abusive power that law enforcement has, that the judicial system has. These same weeks that we have been bringing this to the surface, we have seen in these same three weeks, two black transgender women be murdered. We have found two young black men hanging from trees outside city buildings. In these three weeks, another black man was unjustly killed by the police. In these same three weeks, sex discrimination laws in the healthcare system no longer protect the lives of people who fit under the LGBT umbrella. That is extremely overwhelming. It also is illustrating that for black liberation to occur, for queer and indigenous liberation to occur, there is day-to-day internal and external work that needs to happen continuously. And this internal and external work needs to be happening by people who don't identify as black or as queer or as indigenous. We have to go outside of ourselves, outside of our experiences, and this movement needs to be a lifestyle. We have seen positives in these three weeks, like cities and even other countries coming together to fight against racist and aggressive systems that run our world. We've seen the cops involved in George Floyd's murder get murder charges. We've seen cities reallocate small percentages of their police budget to social services. But it does not end here. We need to see through to this change and need that small percentage of reallocated budgets to increase even more, drastically more. We need that money, the taxes we pay, to pay for what actually makes communities safe, which is education, substance abuse programs, mental health outreach programs. And that will not happen after a month of protests. It needs to become a lifestyle. The companies that are updating their mission statements to proclaim their support for Black lives, they need to follow through. They need to follow through with their actions, and they need to follow through for the rest of that company's existence. We need to hold them accountable, and we need to hold ourselves accountable. Accountability and reflection needs to be our lifestyle. Our passions and time and efforts towards standing up for black liberation and trans liberation needs to be ongoing for anything to happen. I encourage you to set goals for yourself. Maybe it's a goal of reading one article per week written by a black social justice activist. 
and signing two petitions per week. Maybe it's donating $8 per month and making Black Lives Matters flyers and hanging them in your area. Maybe it's a commitment to read up on something in the movement every time you hear a term or a concept that you don't quite understand, whether it be about looting or defunding the police or labor in the prison system. These commitments to ourselves will create tangible and visible change that lasts more than just the month of June. Before I let you go, I want to acknowledge the change in healthcare laws that occurred this week. The term sex discrimination no longer includes gender identity and sexual orientation. That is a very scary, triggering, and an anxiety-inducing time for folks, especially those who are in the LGBT community. It's difficult to know what your rights are right now. Are you going to lose your insurance? Will you be able to get the cancer treatment you need? There are resources for you. There absolutely are. I will provide links in the bio. Please utilize them if you are in the LGBT community or pass it on to folks in your life who are in the community. One of the resources that I will be posting are maps showing what laws, what coverage, who is legally discriminated against, depending on state. California, for example, has a separate private law that protects the rights of trans and queer folks. There are only a few other states that still have these protections. These types of things are different on a state-by-state -state basis, so please check that out and share the resources for those who need them. These times are uncertain, these times are heartbreaking, but these times are also pumping us with energy, with education, and with action plans to get us closer to the prosperity and liberation for communities who deserve nothing more than just that. These communities, every community, deserves prosperity, liberation, freedom, safety, health, comfort, reliability, connection, community, we all deserve this. All black lives don't only deserve to live. They deserve more than that. They deserve to laugh. They deserve to connect. They deserve to feel safe. That is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for joy, comfort, and safety for everyone, no matter their identity, no matter their background. So let's make this a lifestyle. Let's implement actions in our day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month life. I will still be on Instagram. Follow at Sex Talk Love Talk Podcast to keep in touch with me and to keep in touch with all things sex and love, as well as education and resources for the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm looking forward to season two. If you haven't listened to all of the episodes from this season, I highly recommend it. There's always so much more to learn, so many more stories to be heard and realizations to be had about sex and love. So I invite you to go back and listen to any episodes that you missed. If I feel inclined to share something, I may see you all here on a podcast episode every once in a while before I officially start season two. But until then, stay strong, stay healthy, stay informed, and keep in touch.